how about uh this day and age masculinity you can see there's a lot of toxic masculinity they're also feminizing Hot topic <laughs> feminizing a lot of men oh i am very traditional mm. um i'm saddened um yeah. by what's happening to men if you come to nashville and you are a podcaster or you are a youtuber you cannot get away from coming to this place this is how Rogan started. Everything's set up for you. All you gotta do is sit down and speak your mind. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the podcast house. So uh, this is a podcast studio. It's also an all-inclusive Airbnb experience. And we're throwing a little party this Wednesday. So if you guys want to come out, check out the podcast. You guys can even shoot your own mini podcast and just uh, network, build relationships. Hope to see you there. Welcome, everybody. Today, we are joined by the beautiful, yet amazing, highly sophisticated, and I could use about five or six more adjectives, but you are a phenomenal person. We have known each other now for a few months, and you are a coach. You're an entrepreneur. You are somebody that people look up to and look for advice towards when it comes to relationships, how to live their life. And I know you have quite the story behind that as well. You've had the ups and downs, the so-called roller coaster of life. And so, first of all, I just want to introduce you to everybody. This is Emily Elizabeth, and she lives here in Nashville. She is a model, she is a coach, and she has been a whole heck of a lot more. She's a wonderful mother as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here and speaking with you guys. I love what's happening here at the podcast house. Yes, thank you for mentioning that advertising is not one of my fortes. <laughs> but yes, we are recording now at the podcast house. And I think today is one of the first official episodes here at the podcast really? house. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so thank you for joining us. Um, we're very proud of this project, but we're what we're more proud of is to get people like you here to talk about their stories, to you know, essentially let people know them amazing things that you were doing in your life from growing to contributing and really just being an inspiration to empower other people. Wow. I'm very blessed by those words. Um, I think it's more of all the, the things I've learned and failed along the way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an honor to be here with y'all and just what's happening, the creative juices I feel are in the atmosphere and just... Um, Something new is birthing here, which is exciting and mm. exciting to be a part of that. Um, and this is literally my second podcast. Um, I have had experience speaking in churches, actually. There you go. But this is my actual official second podcast. There we go. Exciting. Little fun fact: Emily was a part of the the shoot for the podcast house, like the first video we ever did. You were one of the models for it. You did a great job. <laughs> you were like the star of the video. So I loved your video. By the way. Yeah, thank great. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that real quick because I've only known you for a short while, but part of your past there there is a very strong religious component to mm -hmm. your past. Um, can you do you mind jumping into that a little bit? Um, not so much, I guess, about what had happened, but how it kind of brought you along the journey to create the person you are today. Really great question. Um, yeah, absolutely. I grew up in a charismatic, non-denominational household. I don't know if you're familiar with that, mm -hmm. but 
God was like a big part of our our lives growing up. Um, but really what happened was I had a dream. I've always had like a spiritual connection with God. I've always felt like the presence or whatever, but I had a dream when I was 17. It changed my life forever. Because I was dancing with National Ballet and I was, you know, partying, going to high school parties. But I mean, it just radically changed my life. I basically went from um, popular, hanging out with friends to hanging out with no one, um, completely no dating, just because I've, I've, this dream was so impactful. Um, and it just changed my walk with God. Like I knew like I had to give everything. So I, I ended up being like, a me- you know, what they call like a mediocre Christian or whatever they call it, lukewarm to mm. extreme, um, almost like a celibate life for a few years. Yeah. So no drinking, no, I didn't even watch movies. Like I was super just hardcore, fasted a lot, um, but really fell in love with Jesus. And then from there, um, actually met my husband and then we did ministry for a long time. Um, We were in ministry for about 10 years and speaking and then other changes happened in my life. Um, As I got older, I got married at age 20. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we actually never dated. So I actually didn't really have a lot of dating experience. And so um, not to go into all of it, but I ended up getting a divorce. My faith, not my faith in like my foundational faith, but what I was seeing as a pastor and as a speaker wasn't aligning with something authentic that was happening in my home life. Our relationship was not healthy. My, it just, I felt like a hypocrite. Mm. And I think as I'm, unfolding this journey it's being authentic is the highest form of like living and I feel like it fulfill it's like what makes us fulfilled in life and um for me that was a huge value so I um kind of walked away from all of that to discover like what do I truly believe who am I really and so then I kind of deconstructed all of that of just understanding how to date again and thir- you know in my 30s and and it's really fun it was really fun I mean it's been a fun exciting process but through that I think having this background and pastoring and like leading people into like health and I started like an inner healing ministry there in our church I've always had a passion to see you know um people come into who they authentically are not just mm-hmm. what the church says okay yes you're a child of God but who are you and your unique you know, design. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of led me down these really interesting paths um, of discovering myself. And then now, you know, I, I don't know if you want to hear about every little thing. I have so many different things. It could take us all night. I'm not even (laughs) kidding. Um, But yeah, through my dance, I incorporated like my ministry background in dance and started a thing called, um, an organization called Project Rise. Now it would be called like somatic movement, but basically using movement and the aspects of the trauma stored in the body and helping women that have come out of sex trafficking, um, utilizing movement as a way to heal. And so I did that for a few years. And once COVID hit, I was like, you know what? I still really just have such a passion to help people Mm. and relationships because I was in a marriage for 14 years and had to leave it. And then I was in another relationship that was pretty, I would say quote unquote toxic. It just, had me diving deep into healing and deep into understanding uh, the masculine and feminine dynamics. And I've kind of always observed people my whole life and had like an understand, like a level of understanding about people, even if they didn't say very much, I just kind of like read them. 
so using that and like using that intuition into helping others, you know, just kind of discover themselves in the relationship, not necessarily making it focus on the other person, but helping them see who they are and how they, you know what I mean? Are contributing to the relationship. So it's like more like about relationship with yourself, I think is becoming the biggest theme I'm seeing is like you're, you want a relationship, but really you're craving that relationship with you and who authentically you are. Mm. And how does someone go about doing that? Um, I think that we're all kind of in this journey of looking for quote unquote happiness. Mm. So um, recently I've been the last few, well, I spent the last few years diving into this thing called human design. And um, it's like a spirit, half spiritual, half scientific approach to understanding your authentic kind of blueprint in life. And it's been literally like mind blowing, changing my life, changing the people that I work with. We have been conditioned with like, this is who you should be, maybe by your parents, maybe by society. Like you should be married by this age or maybe put it that own your own self pressure on yourself. But basically kind of get kind of real deep. Let's not say kind of, we go real deep into what is really authentically that desire there. Is it an ego Mm -hmm. desire? Is it a soul desire? Um, Basically deconditioning those, those stories we tell ourselves. And it's incredible because when that process happens and people want to like dive deeper into themselves, they come alive and they start to feel more comfortable in their bodies and feel more comfortable with, you know, change even who they want to date. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's, or Mary, it's absolutely like transformative. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it always starts with what do you want? And most people have no idea or they think they have an idea, but they don't really know. So is that one of the questions that you ask people with your, with your clients? Like, what do you want? Yeah. My first question is like, why, what's keeping you up at night? I think we can all yeah. kind of start there, right? Mm. What is right. keeping you awake at 3 a.m.? It's spinning through your mind. Yeah. Um, I think because of my background with movement, I have a really strong connection to like my my body and like what's going on in my body. And I think um, understanding how the East and the West mentality is, we're very much a mind driven society. Like we're often just like burning ourselves to the ground, not even listening to our bodies. Mm. So I kind of help people get more in touch with them. We all have a natural wisdom in our bodies that God gave us to give us this kind of like this internal map to like compass of where we're supposed to go. So that's like something that really helps. But yeah, that's one of the questions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you, do you find um, more men or women coming to you for your services? Cause I, I think we could agree upon that. Women are a lot more in tune to their emotions, to their bodies than men, do you find it more women are coming to you and then the, the men that come to you, you find might be more difficult to uh, get them to start feeling emotions, understanding their body. Can you go, I guess my question is, can you go a little bit into the differences between the men and women that you work yeah, with? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. question. Um, I would say I'm getting a lot more men like, as of lately, which is really interesting. Um, but I think equal, I mean, there's not a day my phone doesn't, you know, blow up or whatever, if it's just friends or whatever. And I don't necessarily think I'm like a guru or anything like that, but I just kind of feel, I feel other people and I feel what's kind of going on in them. And then I ask questions from there, but with men particularly asking about them having a harder time getting in touch. Yeah. 
that's a lot of conditioning from childhood, right? Like if they depends, like if they grew up in a home where it wasn't safe, um, it wasn't safe to cry. Like, come on, you know, don't be a pussy, you know, toughen up. Mm. Um, but it's incredible because I think I've decided to, I'm not going the traditional way of mass marketing myself. And I've, I've struggled with my own, like struggle with that. Like, should I do this? Because everyone's doing this over here. Right. Um, all the famous coaches are posting every day. I hate posting. I only want to post when I'm like inspired and I have a very like little following, but I think, um, what were we saying? People that are attracted to me and like drawn to me are because I have like, I've literally laid it out to the universe. I'm like, I want to attract people that have, have a desire to be authentic in themselves and are willing to look deeper and within, um, not just checking a box or, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. working through the layers in the stories and um, helping the human design that I was telling you guys about has literally, it's changing people's lives because they're able to go, oh, that's how I operate. That makes sense. Or, you know, and, and it's, there's, you know, it's, it's basically, it's not a personality test. It's a energy um, and abilities to, there's five different types of energy. So it's basically how to manage your energy and become the genius, unique you. Mm-hmm. So with that, you, like working through that, and that's just something recent I've gone into, but um, like I've been blessed to have men that are like really just wanting to to go deeper to understand and more because they want to understand women. Mm. But then it always becomes like more about like what's going on the inside yeah. and what's driving them. Right. I kind of went everywhere. That's just what I do. So sorry. I have, oh, AD- yeah, I have ADHD or something, <laughs> but that happened later on in life. We can talk about that. Too. No, it, it sounds like throughout this whole process, there is still, you know, just because you're not preaching in church every Sunday or anything like that, it seems like even throughout this whole process, there's still a very strong faith component, a very strong spiritual component with who you are. Uh, I know being in the consciousness realm myself, you know, I've studied under guys like Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm I'm a pretty devout Christian as well. I go to church every Sunday. I'm part of a men's Bible study group. The whole the whole nine. But at the same time, I it's interesting when people talk about consciousness, especially coming from a religious background like yourself, is their belief. Like I I can say that everybody in the consciousness realm believes in a higher power. The, a lot of people call it the universe, things like that. I guess my question for you is, have you found from getting out of the church and pursuing consciousness, energy, and all of that, has that brought you closer to God and a closer understanding of God, or has it pulled you further away from him? Oh my gosh, you're like hitting something that's been a huge topic. Um, it's been a struggle. Um, I have felt closer after leaving kind of the organized church. I felt I've understood the love of God more than I ever have. Um, because I face a lot of darkness in myself that I had to face, yeah. which I mean, I've also gotten a lot of people saying terrible things about me because I, you know, believe in astrology and like the West, you know, I believe in psychology, astrology, the Western um, astrology and the consciousness movement. And um, 
I have felt, for me, it's been this non-dualistic mentality that I have adopted um, versus dualistic mentality, dualistic mindset. So for me, like, I've had to wrestle with that of being like, one's not wrong and what, you know what I mean? Like one's not, it's like this take a side, right? Like mm. either you're a Christian or you're not in, or you're new age. Right. Yeah. And like, cause that, that consciousness movement is like very new age to a lot of like the mainstream oh, yeah. Christian. So for me, I've personally, I've experienced God in a way through my body, through like just humanity in a way greater way and being open and non judgmental of people feeling compassion but there's been such like a i mean struggle of like where do i fit yeah i don't know if you've had that there's there's, (laughs) yeah it's like you're trying to fit yourself in a box that doesn't necessarily exist right now i feel like yes we are at an amazing time because i am a devout christian i am a follower Mm -hmm. of jesus and we live in the south i guess don't they call this middle tennessee like the the buckle of the belt yeah the bible Mm -hmm. belt um and so that's been a struggle for myself too, is how do I fit in the church, right? Because you'll listen to like my men's group. I'll listen to men talking about this and that and their beliefs. And some of it I agree with, some of it I don't agree with, but I'm a big believer and don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And as I've been going down my own journey, discovering more of consciousness, because there is a lot of it that makes sense to me. I'm a science guy as well, being an engineer. And that's why I love guys like Dr. Joe Dispenza because he backs mm-hmm. everything up by science. Mm-hmm. And I, I just see it like, why can't there be both? Mm-hmm. And I don't say, hey, throughout the Bible, throughout the word of God, because I do believe as a Christian that the Bible, the word is real. But how do you make that fit in with things that we're just starting to uncover and the more I go down this rabbit hole, actually the closer I feel mm-hmm. to God, the stronger of a Christian I become. And I always ask these questions because I do le- lead men's groups and these are Christian men's group. And I find that a lot of people, when they go through hardship in their life, they blame it on God and they get further and further apart. But as you know, we're taught as Christians that the one job of the devil is to pull us away from God, to pull that relationship away. So mm-hmm. through consciousness, through meditation, through somatic movements and therapy, well, ask yourself the question, does that be, bring me closer or further away from God? Mm-hmm. And if it brings you closer to God, then why? Then it has to be a holy thing. It has to be a spiritual thing. It has to be a God-driven thing. And so when you talk about what you're doing, I can see that it's bringing you closer to God. Mm -hmm. And that's what the whole intention of Christianity is, right? To have a relationship with him. And so I just find it interesting that when people go down this journey, it's just like, okay, well, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean for you in your life? And it's tough though, because there's that balancing act of you do you, you know, girl, you do you, or Boy, you do you. And when does that become self-serving or selfish as opposed to God-giving? And 
I know I'm going down the rabbit hole with this. No, so this we can, a- there's so many weird ways we can go with this because <laughs> yeah. I've literally had this conversation with a dear friend in Dubai who's a pastor, grew one of the biggest mega church. And so many people I know have gone through a massive deconstruction of like, what, what? And now, you know, he got going to all that. But we were just having this conversation this week because um, he said something so powerful, which was, the Bible is meant to be experienced because in the in the East out there, you can be like, it's not as, div- it's very divisive in the West. Mm-hmm. It's very much, what do you know? What do I believe what you believe? Politics, think about that, like left, right, which side yeah. do you pick? It's become very divisive and, and very mm-hmm. like, so God is so amazingly huge and awesome. Like we can all have a different revelation of God and all still be God. And I think that's kind of like he reads the Bible, but basically um, he was telling me the, you know, there's 66 books in the Bible, but in the Catholic church there's 71. And he's like, even if I had one book of the Bible, if I'm not just reading it from my head knowledge, but reading it from an experiential truth, which I think this is what comes back to it, our minds want to run the show. But when we read the Bible from an experiential way, like when we actually experiencing it in a, in a, a very visceral way, mm. That to me is a relationship with God. It's not just your mind. And I yeah. think that's my passion is like helping people kind of take this because I've struggled. Like I have like, you know, we go, our minds are meant to see outside and create, not to go internal and like analyze and obsess, you know. And um, I think my passion is really to help people get into their bodies and like get in touch with that connection because when you connect with that you can connect with god they connect with nature it's like it's all one mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be so separate so that's kind of just my little boop yeah <laughs> i love that yeah what are some strategies that you utilize in order to get more connected with yourself um meditation's huge yeah meditation is like changed my life and i think when i was in the church it was like that's evil visualization was evil come on we're co-creators, but anyway, so meditation, um, I do a lot of movement, somatic movements, like walking in uh, Radnor Lake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just get mm-hmm. quiet. Stillness yeah. is huge for me. It's different for everybody. For me, those are like the main, the main ways mm-hmm. I have to be still. We were just, uh, Zach and I were actually listening to Ed Milet yesterday and he was talking about being in your bliss and that's mm-hmm. kind of what it reminded me of because mm-hmm. he's like, Happiness is an emotion. It's very fleeting. It comes, it goes. And so if if you're looking just for happiness in your life, you're going to be disappointed because it's not permanent. Whereas a state of being mm-hmm. uh, can be more permanent because you can still experience those emotions. You can't hide from all the emotions. You need to experience them as, as you know, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about being in a state of bliss that doesn't mean you're not going to get angry or have a bad day, but what are the things you can do to add to your bliss every day? And what are the things that are taking you away from your bliss every day? And just yesterday, Zach and I went to uh, Percy Warner mm-hmm. to go for a run. Absolutely beautiful day with the autumn trees changing colors and all of that. And I turned to Zach. I was like, man, this is this is when I'm in bliss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did the running suck? and <laughs> Especially that hill, right? Yeah, but, oh, but, at, yeah. but at the same time, it's like things like that, like you said. It's unique for everybody. So yeah. Like 
It's interesting you say that. I don't know. This might be controversial. You might need to cut this out, but someone told me. This will oh. be on the highlight reel. Don't worry about that. <laughs> someone told me to, um, I heard about this thing about the heart, you know, hero's dose. It's, you know, mm. psychedelics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Used as medicine, not as a place to escape. Yeah. And I have had a lot of charismatic experiences where like those years I spent before I got married, I would be in my basement and just lay before God and allow his presence to come over me. And I would literally feel like a mystical experience. Mm. And I think I'm coming back to the fact that I have a mystical element. And I think everybody has an element of mystical in them. But, you know, in our culture, society, it's like not as acceptable. We don't talk about these little magical moments where you're like, running and you're feeling connected to nature and you're feeling connected to your body and you're just feeling so good. And I think we just are so ready to go to the next thing. Um, so I can't tell anybody what they're, but for me, like getting connecting with my, like the other day I was outside and I just got quiet because I was like, okay, I'm about to take a step of faith where this doesn't make sense in my mind what I'm doing. Like I've been frustrated about certain things. I realized cause I'm trying to run my life through my mind and not through like my, my, true design mm -hmm. um there's this thing in human design called um generator i'm a pure generator which i'm supposed to be ruled by my sacral right it's like everything should be ruled through like a yes or no not everybody's like that but i'm understanding oh my gosh that's why certain things haven't worked because i just it wasn't for me so i'm i'm like okay i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take steps down towards my life where i'm practically putting in my body's design my energetic type to make decisions knowing that god's got my back in it that my body has the wisdom, that he's giving me the wisdom to open the door. So I got, I was outside, it was beautiful, it was kind of, it was totally cloudy, cloudy all day. I'm closing my eyes, I'm just kind of moving and just connecting and I feel this energy come from all the way from the bottoms of my feet all the way up and it just was like chills and tingles and just like this incredible sense of peace and I just felt like it was like God's kiss. Mm -hmm. And there's just moments like that where we just take a moment we're just breathe. We forget to breathe. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Like we're in, I mean, we just forget to breathe sometimes. And um, just taking a moment of getting quiet and just gratitude, you know, gratitude for the moment and not letting that mind, the ego just continually run the show. Yep. Yep. It's about presence, right? Mm -hmm. If you're present in the moment, that's bliss. Yes. Yeah. Perfectly said. All the anxiety, the depression, all of that lives in the past or the future. That's so good. Mm. That's so good. So um, you, you, you help men with like dating, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you go about doing that? Like what's the process? Um, you mean like just, it's basically it's yeah. uh, like kind of like a therapist. Yeah, yeah. But we just go deep into, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's questions, trying to understand the feminine and, and it's just, it's, I love it because I just, I feel like I have somewhat of an understanding of like the dynamics of masculine and feminine. Yeah. And like, I get, I get where they're coming from and like what they're, they're like, well, I, I did it. And I'm like, I totally, I think a lot of times it's validating and seeing Sometimes like I feel like we don't as simple as this, like we don't often just see each other and like hear each other and have empathy for the space that you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just telling you what to do, it's like, okay, I see you, I hear you. And just sometimes it's just like men like needing to process out mm -hmm. some 
um, or trying to understand women, like decoding the feminine mystique. So basically it's just kind of like a therapy appointment, <laughs> Yeah. except you're doing most of the talking and I'm kind of guiding through questions. And is that really true? I use a lot of like Katie Byron's type. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, so, our, so our, basically the concept, I mean, this is like working through your subconscious. So um, your thoughts, you first have a thought, which creates feelings, which creates mm. like behavior and then like actions. And, and so um, if you can go to what the original thought is, yeah. and sometimes it's like in the subconscious, which mm. can you work, we work through that. And just asking, by asking like my, I guess I just use my intuition, I would say. I don't, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, tell me how you do this. I'm like, I don't freaking know. Um, mm. Just naturally like empathy and like it kicks in and, and then I'm like, oh, you know, and I see like, I, I often see um, the little boy with a yeah. little girl when I'm working with someone. Mm. So usually it's something they haven't been felt seen in or heard or whatever it is, whatever story is going on there that's yep. blocking them from like what they want or the abundance that. Yeah. The pattern them. that they never broke yet. Mm hmm. Yeah. And the subconscious, because that like rules our minds, I guess, or rules our actions. Mm. So we're kind of going to some deep work. Yeah. Because talk therapy is awesome. I mean, I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to say I am, but I find it like when I started doing inner healing, I learned about, you know, the deeper subconscious realms, like, and going with Jesus and everything. But I also can see you can do that if they don't have a faith as well. It's easier to sure. have faith. But. Well, I've, I've seen, um, for me personally, I've seen a, a root trauma therapist before, and that's what my work with her was doing. She would essentially she'd hypnotize me, mm -hmm. get down to my subconscious, and then just find things that had happened in my childhood. And it could be it could be anything, right? An encounter with my parent. And I've given meaning to that encounter, whether it's right or wrong. I've given meaning to it, and that's kind of put my life down a certain path and has given meaning to certain things, whether it's relationships or issues that are coming out now in my life. And so what we've been able to do, and I love this type of work because therapists, traditional therapists usually work from the conscious mind, which it is great, but it's going to take usually a longer time. It's going to cost a lot more money, mm -hmm. and it doesn't proved to be as effective. Whereas if you can get down to somebody's subconscious, mm -hmm. well, the subconscious mind doesn't think, yes, no, there's no rationale. That's not the right part of the brain. And so when you work in somebody's subconscious, you're able to change their blueprint a lot faster, a lot more easily because that part of your brain is just going to accept it. And that's, you know, that's proven science. That's not hopeful psychology or anything like that. The science, yeah. And so I, I love how you, um, had mentioned that because through my personal experience, yeah, why do I want to spend three to six months seeing a therapist week in and week out when we can just, you know, hit the nail on the head, so to speak, and get right to what the root issue is that's preventing me from making these changes in my life or moving forward. And as a coach yourself, isn't that just what our job is? Find what those blockages mm -hmm. are and being energy too. A lot of yes. energy blockages I mean, it's, as well. It's, I kind of like, I hate the word coach. I know it's like dumb because it's like the only word I can think of, but it's like a guide. Um, yeah. And what's cool is like what you said. I mean, sometimes because I've worked with PTSD, like complex PTSD survivors of sex trafficking, when we do movement, they, we were able to get to things that um, 
some of the other, you know, modalities we weren't able to, mm -hmm. um, which was so beautiful and powerful. Um, it's really intense. So I, I'm like, okay, I think I need to take a break from that because it's just a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes with that. Um, but I, um, along those lines, I feel like when I'm utilizing the human design with it, I'm able to really understand who that person is. And I can go on and on about human design because it's, it's literally changing my life. And I think my biggest passion is seeing people to really discover their unique, one of a kind, tailored, like personality, energy, like it's all like how they operate, how they can tap into their genius. And then of course, like through working through those deconditioning and subconscious, I just, my biggest thing is like, we try to approach things from like this one size fit all fits all approach. And like that may work for some of the masses, but like it hasn't worked for me. Like I pride myself, like I always felt like I was different. Like I never felt like I belonged in like my family and I think it kind of got me into this deep dive journey of like trying to discover like who I am uniquely and who are you uniquely because no one is the same. But a lot of these programs aren't working because we're not really discovering how we are or we think we should be or we compare ourselves. Like I was comparing myself like why am I not as successful as this person because I did this mm -hmm. like them and why didn't that get that result? Well, because you're a completely different energy type and the way that you rule like your body, your world, the way that you make should make decisions are completely different because you have a completely different energy type than this person. Absolutely. It's all through the human design. So I'm incorporating that and that is just, it's incredible. And it's really helping people mm. understand themselves and then they can love others. They can love people better too yeah. when you understand and love yourself better. Well, I think all of this really comes down to like, what kind of impact are you making in the world? What are you doing for yourself, your family, for your life, and the life of others? Jesus came to earth for a variety of reasons, but really some of the biggest things he talks about is, is having compassion for others, healing the sinners, the sick, the marginalized. And I feel like, especially in our Western culture, so many people just feel completely isolated, completely alone that their problems are theirs alone and it's not like anybody else. Mm -hmm. And to take something that is so revolutionary because there's a huge spiritual component to it. Mm -hmm. but it, I, There's for, science too, yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, it kind of blends perfectly the East with the West. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so you're taking the best of both. There's, shoot, there's tons of medical doctors now in our country that are like, Western medicine is needed. Yeah, you get in a car accident, you need surgery. Western medicine right away. But if you have chronic pain or chronic inflammation or addictions to certain things, like medicine isn't going to work for you. My dad was on Prozac, not Prozac. He was on um, Percocet for most of my life. My dad was mm. emotionally checked out my entire life. I had a father who was there physically, but not emotionally. And I essentially was raised not being shown what a real masculine man is because he was checked out because he was on drugs his whole life. He was addicted to it. Mm. And he needed it for his pain. But where does it stop and just become drug use at that point? And I'm not trying to slander my father because he was a great man. But at the same time, what I'm saying is, Western medicine doesn't have all the answers. 
Eastern medicine doesn't have all the answers as right. well. If, if you're thinking that, well, because of karma, I deserve a bad break in this life. I deserve to be in prison because of something I'm not even aware that I did in a past life. Yeah. Well, is that right either? Mm-hmm. Some can argue, and I would argue against that because I believe that Christ, that God loves us all and that none of us deserve to be in prison regardless of yeah. what might have happened in a previous life. So what I love is your journey coming from a Western Christian view and now putting in an Eastern part of it as well and trying to figure out, okay, it's like a puzzle, right? What pieces are going to fit where? But when you put all those puzzle pieces together, you can find something that's just incredibly beautiful. And it's it's revolutionary because, shoot, Christianity has been around for 2,000 plus years. And like you said, one of the hardest parts of a strict religion is following what man thinks is right or wrong when are we even getting the full picture of what's going on so i think what you're doing is fantastic i think given your background and being on both sides of the fence like you're really able to empathize with both sides understand both sides and work have those pieces work uh in sequence with one another instead of being opposed to one another yeah and not demonizing someone if they have I think the biggest thing is demon. We, you know, coming from like kind of a church background, it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like judgment a little bit. And I, I was totally one of those people, like judgment and self righteous. And then, and then I faced my darkness and I got divorced. And then I started working with women that, um, literally can't even imagine what they've been through. Um, and seeing how much God loved them and them, literally and then some of them were like literally had their pimp was called jesus so then they go into these you know christian programs and they're forced to love jesus but jesus was their pimp so to speak you know what i mean that Mm -hmm. that was a name that they made them call so they had religious abuse Mm -hmm. so i have real huge empathy for people who've been through religious abuse because i know what it's like on on one element of feeling condemned for um not wanting to be a part of something that hurt you. Right. Okay. But I don't have any bitterness towards the church because I have so much empathy for them. They just, there's just, it's again like that dualistic mind, like the right and wrong. It's just like, I just wish that we could like in the West really um, embrace all the aspects of God and yeah. the energy is not evil. And I, I think it's starting to change. I think churches are starting to change. Like, I mean, yeah. It might take no, years. We've, we've seen it. The two churches that we go to, like the music is different. Like the they have like it's almost like a concert. You know what I mean? So it's not like that old school church music. It's definitely evolved a lot. Well, I, I think the message is a lot different too, because yeah. the church I go to specifically, they do a lot of work in Africa and Haiti. Mm. And they see a lot of people outside of the US and how they worship as Christians. And if anyone's ever been to Haiti, it's it's a really difficult place to live in because of everything that's going on with the violence and the gangs and the exploitation of humans. Yet at the same time, they have more devotion to Christ, yeah. more love and compassion for the people that are persecuting them than somebody who 
got the wrong taco sauce on their taco would have at a drive-through here in the U.S. Mm. And so that's a testament of of being able to see things outside of ourselves. I think as a as a Western culture, we tend to look so much more inward. In that, what's in it for me? How can this benefit me? As opposed to looking more outward, but doing it in a way where you're really being in tune with yourself and your body. Yeah, I think the church also has been divided. We have Catholic, Lutheran. Wow. Well, it's been it's been divided but, since day one. Yeah, well, it's it was religion. never. It's never yeah. supposed to be like that. It wasn't really supposed to be religion. Like That's Jesus, right. Jesus didn't come to set a new religion. Right. It's follow Jesus. That's right. Get a relationship with God, Jesus. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have an institutionalized. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the secular word in the, in the Christian, like the church has always been kind of behind, to be honest, like, you know, technology and mm-hmm. just, I mean, and then like, we want to be like, ah, that's new age. And it's like, well, I just feel like it's just, it's a really, really interesting time right now. What's going it is, on? Yeah. Because like the rest of the world looks at America right now, like, not so great. You We're know, ran by like, Hollywood. That's why. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even have like crazy opinions. I'm just like, yeah. it's just so like everybody seems like they're believing a different thing. It's hard like, to put a pin on it for sure. But isn't it like if I have a conversation, everybody seems to be like, even if they're a Christian, they seem to have like different beliefs. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's just wild. Mm. Um, But it's like, okay, well, I don't look at it as different. I'm like, okay, you have a different ass, a different view. Sure. And I just, I don't know, going, not even going into that, but more just, how do we connect more to our, you know, internal place that God gave us mm. that is our compass, our intuition, our, you know, wisdom. You know, they say you have your, you know, your brain here and then you have the second brain, your your spiritual brain, your, whatever, your soul. soul brain, whatever yeah, that, heart, you know, soul, whatever spirit you soul, they keep changing that. But yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's like having a conversation. I like, I love this because we can all kind of just talk, but. Yeah, it's like coming together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you define intuition? Um, it's definitely intuition is different than fear. Yeah. And how do you define intuition? It's uh, it's a knowing. Mm. It's a knowing that gives you like a sense of courage that you can't describe. You might be afraid, like, but there's just like this, I don't know, there's like a push of courage in it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard this one quote one time, and I don't know who said it, but it's uh, prayer is talking to God, and intuition is God talking to you. So I, I really like that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, how about uh, this day and age, masculinity? You can see there's a lot of toxic masculinity. They're also feminizing. Hot topic. <laughs> feminizing a lot of men. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? As far as uh, the masculine being feminized. Oh, I am very traditional. Mm. Um, I'm saddened um, yeah. by what's happening to men. Um, it's 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 part of the feminist movement that's come out. You know, um, well, first there's like a lot of theories, but basically the '50s, you know, and then the, then the family broke up, and the feminist movement happened, and then like women. Um, are now having to compete with men, yeah. And they're all of it's legitimate, all of it's legitimate. Like women, were, you know, I've experienced being treated less than. I understand, like mm. I understand from the woman's perspective, they've had we've had to be 
as a single mom, I'm having to step into a masculine role and provide for my family. Oh yeah. That's very uncomfortable for me mm. because I am more of like a, you know, a feminine in, in nature, mm. not necessarily like, um, grew up with a single mom. You know what I mean? Like I had a, mo a dad that provided a very traditional family. So yeah. like that, I think it really affected me. Mm. Um, I think that, that is a huge part of it. So like in the mass collective, we have women that are really incredibly, like I love that they have this independence and they're making their money. And, but then we have, um, competition happening and confusion of roles. And again, this is me. I have more of a traditional view on it. I believe that like there is aspects of the masculine, you know, they just have a natural bent for business and providing and, and doing not to say that a woman can't, but as coming together, it flows better when a man feels respected and as the provider and as somebody who can plan and be able to, not to say that she's not bringing something or not, I'm not like 1950s housewife yeah. vibes here, okay? But it's just, I think there's just such a tension because what I hear a lot from men are like, and, and women, they're like, okay, well, um, like, oh, she's too aggressive or he's, you know, so passive and, and so there's just like, men are like, what do I do if I'm too aggressive? Then like, you don't want to receive it. So for the dance of it all is that there's just, there has to be knowing who you are. You know what I mean? Knowing that you're a feminine woman and like in your work, especially for me, like in your work, I have to step more into, okay, a balance of my masculine Mm -hmm. But like in a relationship, I show up as feminine yeah. because that's just who I am. I cannot not be that. Mm -hmm. And I think this again goes going into the body. If a woman is not in touch with her body and she's living out of her mind and what she, what, what, what she needs to do next to get that guy, that's such a turnoff. And that has nothing to do with words or, but if he feels that like game or like if he feels like she's trying to strategize or for something, mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys think, but, um, this is what I've heard. It just, it's yeah. such a turnoff, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's just in our, let's going back to like our natural instincts, like back in the cave age, just like, you know, like, yeah. like, like well, come on, <laughs> the man pursuing the woman. Mm -hmm. I, I can only speak from my own experience mm -hmm. and I'm divorced myself as well. And coming from a relationship where the gender roles were, were switched, she had to be more in her masculine a lot of times. And I was Either I was going the, the two routes of, of toxic masculinity, either anger and rage or complete passivity. And mostly I was a passive man, but I would, I would have rage from time to time. But at the same time, she didn't want to take on that masculine role either. She's a very independent, accomplished woman, but I know in her heart of hearts that she wants to be loved and seen and provided and taken care of. And she wants to be the most beautiful. She wants me to look at her at, as, the, her. Yeah. Yeah, as the most beautiful woman in a room full of beautiful women. I only see her. And I recognize now that I failed at that and stepping into that role. And that's been a journey that I've been on as well. I didn't have the father to guide me and show me. And like I said earlier, that's no knock on my father. That was just the reality of what I was raised in. So it's up to me to seek that out. And I have been seeking it out. 
and working on this part of my life. But I would agree with you 100%. This doesn't mean women can't work and men have to work. But at the same time, we're, di- we're built biologically different. Mm-hmm. Men have stronger bone structure. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are supposed to be carrying stuff and moving stuff and using their, their physical prowess. Mm-hmm. Whereas a woman has the parts to give birth, to nurture a child yep. and all of that. And you can't dismiss that. That is so important. Mm-hmm. And it's. I think it's really difficult right now because we do live in a culture where a lot of times men are seen, if you show any sort of masculinity at times, it's, it's defaulted as being toxic. And there is a mm-hmm. lot of that out there, but there is such beautiful masculinity and mm-hmm. beautiful femininity. It's shifting yeah. massively. I mean, I think women are, I think it's hilarious. Okay. So women are like, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but like there's so much online of like how to be feminine. And I have posts of like, this is like too, but like the whole point of being feminine is being it's actually not trying. Yeah. It's actually like you have it in you. You don't actually don't need to. It's not about thinking or like, um, okay, well, if I like dance and like throw my hair and like, oh my gosh, like that is so like I can smell it, feel it a mile away. I'm like, that's fake. Right. That's, yeah. And like that makes me sad because you actually, it's in you. And a lot of times just, again, it goes back to childhood. It goes back to conditioning, how we were raised, societal stuff or thinking that we have to be a certain way or show up in a feminine way, the way that that woman shows up. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just like this such confusion of roles and confusion of, because the mind is, we have so much freaking information. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, we just have forgotten just to be instinctually ourselves, you know? And so I guess it's like always coming back to that deprogramming, deconditioning. What are those stories? What are, you know, what ways we can just let go and really embrace our authentic, true design because God made us so perfectly perfect. Like like literally like there's nothing missing, but it's all these conditionings along the way. Mm. You know what's incredible about what you just said? So I have a personal coach and a mentor and something we've been talking about is, yeah, getting back to my masculinity, starting to date women again. And when I first started to date again, it was really difficult for me because I wanted to be who I thought that masculine yeah. person mm-hmm. needed to be or should be. Mm. But that wasn't me. And that's right. my coach told me, he's like, hey, Matthew, when you are who you are at the highest degree, that energy is going to attract women. That energy That's right. is going to help you be confident and just be yourself. And so the last few dates that I've gone on, I have been myself yes. and it has completely flipped the script in that I am naturally falling into that masculine role. And the best part of it is when I fall into my masculine role, yes. More often than not, that woman's going to fall into her feminine role mm. and everybody feels comfortable and relaxed mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like you're trying or you're 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 really trying to be, be something, something else. Not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, so so. Attr- it's the sexiest thing when someone shows up authentically, like not caring, like, yeah. and they're just like, here I am. And like you just being you and it's going to attract the right, the right people that like see that in you. Yeah. And you're right. Oh, the woman, when a man is 
in his masculine and he's like just being himself, like they will feel safe. And you know what? Sometimes men, some men are more feminine and some women are more masculine. Yep. And mm. you know what I mean? By standards or whatever the heck yeah. that means. And that's okay too, because there's like a connection there that they kind of complete each other. So that's why it's like, it's not this extreme version. And that's why I'm like, so mm. like have to be so, I want to be so careful dancing around like this topic because yeah. again, it's about being authentic. That is the highest, sexiest frequency. Mm. It's like very attractive. Yeah. And and you touched on something that I've read before from people that I respect very highly and that some women are more masculine than others. Some men are more feminine than mm -hmm. others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because you're a man that has more feminine tendencies than somebody else doesn't mean, okay, you're homosexual or uh, – you're any less of a man. Like that's completely bogus. We're, everybody, like you said, has their, you mentioned this earlier, everybody has their own energy. Yep. And mm -hmm. the sooner you figure that out what Taylor, that is. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. The happier, well, I, I don't want to say happy because it's an emotion, but the more bliss fulfilling. you're going to live in. It's fulfilling. Yeah. Because I think we're not looking to be happy. We're looking to be fulfilled because we're getting all these dopamine hits, um, you know, especially this day and age, uh, it's so challenging raising my son and it's like, you know, and my daughter, cause like, there's just so much you can get instantly dopamine and then you're like, ha, ah, and then down, like up, down, up, down. And then like, yeah. think about like even goals you hit. I hear this a lot in sales. Like you hit that goal and you get that high and then everyone's like, you're so excited and then immediately they're down. But when we follow that soul desire, not the ego desire, and we're really living from a place of like fulfillment, like authenticity. Yeah. It's fulfilling. Like relationships, you can have an amazing, like I've been struggling through this too. Like you can meet somebody incredible and everything is like right. It's, it just feels like it's like this person's perfect for me. Like, and everyone's like, gosh, this guy's so great. Like, look at him. He treats you so well. He's so masculine. He's a provider. And, da, da, da. and something in you is like something's off. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be fulfilled or vice versa. Oh, he's got all the money. And you date him because he's got all this money. It's like I'm talking women's perspective. Like yeah. oftentimes oh, yeah. they're like, I'm like, a daddy. <laughs> oh, they, they've got apps that specialize in that too, I've heard, mm -hmm. for, for women looking for the rich, oh, the rich I mean, man. Well, here's the thing. They're essentially looking for, they want to be in their feminine. They want to be able to relax and not having. And I, be I secure. Be feel secure. There is such a, for, and it depends again on the woman. Some women, they feel more secure that they they want to bring that. Um, but I think for most women, there is something about provision and just that protection and that sense of like, okay, he's got this, even if it's not like millions, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I've heard this. If you marry for money, you're going to work harder than any day, in your any day in your life. And I think that's the smartest thing I've ever heard because yeah. if you're not really living authentically to who you are and what your desires are, like true desires, like yeah. – that's exhausting. You're going to have to work for that relationship. Yeah. That's exhausting. Mm. That's draining. So I think just for me, I'm just so bad. Like think if you could nail down like what my passion is for, what I can serve, my heart is of service is to help people understand who they authentically are. And I, I use that through like the human design and just getting to know people and be like, yeah, let's talk about that. Is that really your thought or is that something that your parents told you or, you know, you're society said mm. and that's been really freeing for a lot of a lot of people so now oh, it's incredible work and i do appreciate you opening up about your story because i know that's that's not an easy thing for people to talk about um 
And so I appreciate you sharing that. And I've been through a lot. I coach myself and Zach coaches as well. And just the amount of information that, that you speak about, it just, it's so empowering. It's so important for people to hear. And I know you are just phenomenal at what you do. What are some of the ways that people can get in touch with you if, if they want uh, more information or to seek out your services? I'm just laughing because I'm like, yeah, I don't have a website. Um, <laughs> I have really done everything you're not supposed to do. So, yeah. Um, but I do have an Instagram and um, I have an email. <laughs> yeah, there's so many people that run their in- their whole business on Instagram. I just you I, I create don't... conversations. Like you see all the content, like everything that you need is really right there. It's almost like a website. Yeah. And I I think I just set myself free this year. I was real frustrated. I was like, I just was like, why, why can I not get inspiration? I realized a lot about my human design and I'm not supposed to be like that. Mm. And so referral base and all that is, I mean, I've heard of certain guides and coaches have million dollar businesses without having a website. Yeah. Just send links. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, Instagram's ask Emily Elizabeth and, um, my, I mean, I have my email. <laughs> I don't know. I'm working on a website, y'all. Yeah. I need someone to help me. But I mean, I'm just like, right now, it's really, I decided not to compromise my soul. And I've been really burned by coaches that charged me $5,000 and promised me I'm going to make all of that back in the first month. Yeah. And, oh, right. and they actually left the program halfway through. And mm. There's a lot of manipulation. I just decided I'm not subscribing to that. I want to be authentic. Even Mm -hmm. if I'm not that successful, even if I make very little money, I want to help people. That's my passion. Mm. So. I love that. Yeah. And it's (laughs) emilygalloway.me.com. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's all about being authentic. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Like Zach was saying, Instagram, email. Instagram. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. Actually, I do have like heal.me, but um, heal.me at slash Emily Elizabeth. And you can book services through that. I totally forgot about that. See? Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, like this is where like I need someone to come along and be like. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Anything else you want to get on? I think I'm good. You got anything left? I don't know. It was awesome. Yeah. And I'm all over the place, y'all. So thanks for following along. I really enjoyed it. You guys are really inspiring too. I appreciate you coming out and. Definitely want to have you back, specifically here at the podcast house, because oh, I think there's that. a lot of things that we can cover. Mm. So know. many we can go. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel like you and I can go to 500 bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like, like you said, just talking to people, talking about things that people don't normally want to talk about, whether it's taboo or they are conditioned not to talk about things that really separates us from each other. And it's... Mm. I honestly believe that we are put here on earth to connect with each other. And the more connecting we do, the more whole we're going to feel. Yeah. Because if, yeah. if you do believe that we are all created in God's image or created by God, the universe, then we're all connected. We are. Consciousness. We're all energy. We are. So we're all one. And the more we connect, it's no surprise that when you talk to somebody and you open up about whatever is going on and they genuinely listen to you and you feel that connection, like you just, there's no other feeling that can get you closer to God and, oh, and give you that spiritual experience. And I, that's why I love podcasts 
You can put headphones on somebody within 10 minutes. Mm. They're spilling their life story. Yeah. You can feel connected to somebody in 20 minutes more than you felt connected to people that you've known for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's just the power of this medium. And that's yeah. the power of being able to work with a coach like yourself is making that connection. Yeah, you're not afraid else. to talk about anything. You're, you're super mm. open. Very open. And then you get other people open too. So that's super powerful. And it's been a while lately, like, as I'm learning that I don't need to try and just trust the universe, which to me is God and his divine plan. I don't even really quite even have full understanding on it. Mm. But synchronicities are normal. I'll sit down next to somebody and they'll just like, I don't know why I'm talking to you. And they just tell me the whole life story. And it happens all the time. And like you said, I feel connected to God because I feel like, there was a piece that I gave them. There's a piece they gave me in a way. Like it's just, it's happening so much that like the more that I'm just like synchronicities, mystical experiences, they should be something that are normal everyday life and we can all have it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's this that we got to like <laughs> get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Our mind, I'm, I'm pointing yeah. our mind, <laughs> our mind that's, you know, been, it spins and just learning to get in touch with the moment. Like you said, like just the connection. I love it. I, your questions were really good. And sometimes like just as, as part of my human design, I have a kind of, they call it a passive mind or undefined mind. I can like sit there and be like, I don't know. But like, if you say something that inspires a thought, if you say something like yeah. a defined mind, you have these opinions, the formed opinions that you want to talk about. I'm just like, I'm getting inspired as you guys are talking. Mm. So I really love this this has been really amazing. So absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming out once again. Thank you for having me. Of course. Cool. Yep. We'll sign off. Thank you so much for coming on.